Hello, friends. Welcome to the From Busy to Rich podcast. This podcast exists to help advisors increase their profitability and the quality of life, not not just for themselves, but also for those who they serve. Uh, we have been in a series where we have centered around the idea that organizationally, um, if we don't have the tension or desire and direction to innovate, then we will stagnate. Uh, and just like nothing can can thrive in stagnant water, uh, it, it, everything will die if in, unless it's uh, innovating and growing. And our anchor example has been this blockbuster versus Netflix story. Uh, I'll summarize it in a little bit, but let me just start by welcoming you, Wes. Good to see you, my friend. Hey, Andy. Great to be back. Um, and I, um, I remember when I started talking to you about the story, um, it reminded me of when I moved to South Dakota and I drove by this restaurant and I was like, Hey, and I was with this girl that I had just met and I said, Hey, I heard that's, that, that restaurant's really good. And she said, um, yeah, my dad owns it. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and I called it the wrong name, you know, and I remember telling you or talking about the blockbuster story with you and you're going, yeah, I have a little bit of insight into that story. And so people have heard, I think, if you listen to the podcast, a little bit about that story. Um, and then also a lot about the background because your father had, was he, was he a, a, an owner of several of them? He was operations director for like 35 stores. Shout okay. out Terry Young, my dad. So he, he listens to the, to the show. So oh, uh, Terry, yeah. very good job. Yeah. Good job, Terry. Uh, so, so let's just, let's just review this. Um, and, and again, Terry lived this, uh, and Wes got to see it, but, but in early 2000, uh, for those who, um, you know, don't remember, um, but Blockbuster, it was a store and, and I remember telling my kids this, you just have to get in the car and drive and hope that they had the right movie and you'd pick it up off the shelf and you'd give them, you know, four bucks, three bucks, yep. and then you drive home and, and, and put it on your VCR or DVD player or whatever and play but it was a $6 billion giant in 2000. Um, you know, the world did not end when the year 2000 came, as many thought it would. Uh, the computers kept working and uh, it was massive. And Netflix was a ju- was just starting up, uh, just starting up. And Blockbuster had a meeting with Netflix, sort of allowed them to have a meeting. And this was a big deal for Netflix. And Netflix essentially said, hey, let's, let's pair up. I think you guys do some things well. We do some things well, but, but let's, let's pair up. And Blockbuster laughed at them and um, sort of said, you're kidding, you're joking, you're, you know, no way, we're, we're going to do that. Um, but now uh, you look forward, and that was a $50 million offer. Um, and 10 years later, um, Blockbuster declared for bankruptcy. Uh, and Netflix is um, was worth $9 billion by that point. And about 10 years later, Blockbuster had one store and that was essentially and is essentially a museum to Blockbuster. Right. Um, and Netflix is just shy of 200 billion. They have had ups and downs, uh, but they're way more up than they are down if you're thinking about a stock to buy. So, uh, the, the, the idea here is that you have to innovate and we're going to talk about on a really practical level today, uh, with Wes. Um, why don't people innovate? What, what is it about our human nature that pulls us towards average, pulls us towards comfort and keeps us from, um, becoming the advisor that you can be? Um, so I, I want to, I want to, I want to have you begin, Wes, by just 
um, talking about the first, like how you have to transform yourself, like where this begins versus your business, uh, your marketing, yada, yada. Like talk about why they need to start with themselves first. Yeah. A couple, one quick disclaimer. We are not saying to go buy Netflix. This is is not a show about purchasing stock or that purpose. Not at all. This is entertainment value only. So uh, know that. And uh, no, no, why, why you need to work on, uh, on yourself is that it, it, our mindset is ultimately what determines the, the outcomes that we're going to produce in life and how we show up in different environments. And that, that constant work on you, that constant, uh, as we were saying, innovation of you is critical to what you become. And as we've said over and over again on the podcast, you, we want to we want to be an organization. We want to be people that are becoming the kind of advisors or the kind of organization that the clients we're looking for are looking for. And the moment you quit asking that question, what happens is you begin to move in a stagnant direction. You begin to stop working on yourself. You begin to stop thinking that new and better is possible. Um, I think what we've done so far in our show. On, on the last, on this idea of, of innovation versus stagnation is, is we've been uncovering some of these truths that exist in the Netflix blockbuster story. And these truths are, are critical. As we talked about earlier is they keep you not only from being obsolete, but actually transform the marketplace itself and transform you in how you approach the marketplace. And our first session, we talked about the need to uh, transform yourself before the market demands you do. You want to stay ahead of that. In our second session, we talked about direction, not intention, determines destination. Um, and so if you, if you hadn't been a part or you jumped in here and missed the last two, I really recommend you go back and check those out because we had a lot of fun there. Um, this is where we have some fun, though. Today, we're going to cap this off. Uh, we're going to land the plane in the series. And um, it, it really centers around, I, I like, if because I, I was trying to boil it down to like, what is the one thing everybody needs to know, Andy? The one thing they need to know. And so we try and make it rhyme most of the time. So it sticks in your brains. And um, sometimes we're good at that. Sometimes we're not. But in, in this one, it comes out the way I think about today's topic as it relates to, um, as it relates to the, the innovation versus stagnation comes out of a quote. It's a Henry Ford quote. And many people have heard it, but it's so relevant to this. It, it says, if I would have asked people what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse. And certainly most people know who Henry Ford is, you know, he's Ford Motor Company. So he innovated there. But, but think about how, how transformational that, that was for him. They, they, you know, faster, faster horse. In fact, what, what do they used to call? And you remember what they used to call a, uh, a car when it first came out? Anybody know? No, uh, I don't remember. Horseless carriage. That's right. That's right. Right. Horseless carriage. But it wasn't a horseless carriage, was it? It, it, it was a car. It was a, because they didn't have a historical way. They were, they were going for what was and, right. and didn't have a, an idea. And, and so and Henry Ford, that's why I laugh at that quote. But here's, here's the one thing. So if you checked out or, you know, you kind of are taking notes or checking email, whatever, check back in with me. Cause think about it this way. In, in order to really innovate and not stagnate, today's primary takeaway is you got to think transformationally, not transactionally. Think transformationally, not transactionally. And, and, and most entrepreneurs, and I would bet most people listen to our podcast today, because you wouldn't be listening if you, if you didn't want this. You have a desire to grow things. I mean, you have a desire to make things better today than they were yesterday and better tomorrow than they are today. 
And, and what's interesting about that is while we all want better, is our approach to better, our approach, what, what, what is our mindset around seeing and seizing things that'll make it better? Because I would submit, Annie, that the majority of our world and, and just having observed, and I'm interested to, to get your thoughts on this as well. Most of the time we think about how I can become better or make more money or increase my position in life. Most people think transactionally, not transformationally, meaning most people think, how can I run faster or work harder instead of how can I play a different game? Yeah, I would say another one, and again, alliteration, but not rhyming, is people think about tweaking instead of transforming, right? Because mm-hmm. to tweak is, is, is uh, how can I adjust this dial? How can I go from eight to a nine? How can I go from nine, nine point five? That, that's a tweak. To, to transform is, I think about the music industry. The music industry, you think about transforming when MP3s came out, when digital music came out, it did not tweak the industry. It transformed the industry, Absolutely. right? Spotify did not tweak the industry. It transformed the industry, right? Yeah. So I, I think that there is a tension that people feel so much frustration, understandably, because they really want to see change, but they just keep tweaking. They keep just, just sort of, I'm going to, I'm going to have this. One more transaction the same old way. More transactions the same old way are really going to change things. And ultimately, it doesn't change. It can actually just create a trap for you. Absolutely. And just to feed off there, like I can relate. Like I remember, especially early on in my career, it was, it's just a grind. Like, so that's, I guess that's really the question. Like, and I'm sure many of our listeners can agree or, or relate is like, when you're in the grind, how do you make a transition like that? Like that it's, it's, easy to talk about it, right? And they may know that I need to do something differently if I want a different result. Otherwise, I'm going to continue just just running at this faster and faster pace that I can't keep up with. But how do you make you know space and time to find that transformational opportunity? Yeah, I, I really like, uh, and this is where I'd like to dig into for a second with you guys, is to, to really bounce dance between transactional thinking and transformational thinking. I look at it this way. I, I, there's a great book out there. And if you've not had the opportunity to read this book, I would, you know, pause the podcast, download it right now. And it's, it's uh, by Dan Sullivan and Dr. Ben Hardy, who have d- done some phenomenal books that have been helpful to transform my thinking uh, on the way I view things. This one's their most recent one. It's called 10X is Easier Than 2X. So get this book because what I'm going to touch today is a very, 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 uh, just scratch the surface of the greatness that's in this book, but it does relate to this transformation versus tr- transaction. And, and so really the, the, we'll talk about it in this way is, is 2X thinking is transactional thinking, meaning, meaning incremental growth. So I just want to get a little bit better. And, and our brain is going to solve little problems or it's going to solve, it's going to solve gaps, whether they're little gaps or whether they're big gaps. Um, but the, the transformational 2X thinking oftentimes where it goes is I'm going to do more of what I'm already doing. I'm going to do what I'm doing faster. I'm going to turn up the volume on the way I already think. Uh, so it's the run faster, work harder mentality. And here's the, here's kind of the terrible part of this. And Justin, you brought this up is if you, <laughs> if you did a hundred transactions last year, you have to do 200 this year. And this has a massively negative effect. 2X is transactional. It's incremental. And there's nothing fascinating. There's nothing exciting about it. It's actually depressing. I mean, if you were to go to your team, if I were to go to my team and say, guys, look, 
Here's what we're going to do. All the things we did last year, double it. We're just doing twice as much the same way. No, are we changing? Are we hiring anybody? Are we, are we, are we, is there a different approach? Are we charging more? Nope. Nope. Going to double the amount of work we do. That's, that's what we're going to do. I mean, yeah. it, there's nothing, nothing fun or exciting about that. In fact, it means I'm going to walk away from a lot of things personally that I really care about because that means I can't, I can't spend time with my family. I can't do that because I've got to, I've got to double the amount of work I'm putting in because I'm, I'm transactional. I'm just seeing, doing it the way it's always been done, but, but trying to do more. So let me ask this. If we're, if we're talking about transformational type thinking instead of transactional, um, then what are the opportunities that advisors have that they could transform uh, versus, I mean, because a lot of advisors are thinking, oh, actually, Wes, I would like to double. <laughs> I would like to do twice as much sure. work next year, right? Because I have enough room, time on my hands. But again, um, that, that's, that, are you saying to have, to, to have, uh, to get paid in different ways, to go for after different people, to do different kinds of marketing? But what, what on a really rubber hits the road aspect? Like, does it, how does it, what does it really look like? Because I would say this, most advisors complain about being under this, you know, restrictions compliance and our company and da, 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 instead of saying, what can I actually do inside this context, inside this, this framework, inside these boundaries, right? It's like, you know, your basketball players complain about the boundary they have to play and they just play, right? And they keep getting better and better. So what can, what, what, what kind of stuff are you thinking about? Well, I, I, I think to get there, you, you got to understand what it's not first. And, and cause you, you can't, know what it is until you can clearly identify what it's not. And, and to do that, I want to, I want to talk, I want to get, I want to read a quote. Uh, and it's a, it's a bit of a long one. So bear with me on it, but it is, it is critical to understanding what it's not uh, so that we can move on to what it is. And it's by uh, Rick, Richard uh, Koch. And this is actually in the book. And it, it says the road to hell is paved with the pursuit of volume. Volume leads to marginal products, marginal customers, and greatly increased managerial complexity. Hard work leads to low returns. Insight and doing what we want leads to high returns. Strive for excellence in few things rather than good performance in many. And this is the part of the quote that I actually pulled out, highlighted, that really gets me is, it is not shortage of time that should worry us, but the tendency for the majority of time to be spent in low quality ways. I want to say it again because it's it's so pivotal. It is not shortage of time that should worry us, but the tendency for the majority of time to be spent in low quality ways. And, and, and this quote goes on. I do want to finish it. But Andy, as I was reading this, this particular quote and kind of thinking through what it is not, it is not the shortage of time that wor- that should worry you. Because that that's that's the thing. People are like, I run out of time before I run out of all these things I'm trying to do to to, to right get better, create better. Um, in fact, there's a great, if you've not seen, you know, most people are familiar with Kevin Costner, especially these days through, uh, through uh, Yellowstone. Um, shout out, Kevin, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the show. Uh, but Draft Day was a movie he did w- a while back. And, and in that movie, one of the things, it was, you know, the NFL draft and they got some cool, it's kind of fun to watch. But I recently watched this and I, I had this stuff in my head. I was thinking about what we were going to talk about. This quote, piggybacks on that one snippet I just read. He said, no one can stop a ticking clock, but the great ones find a way to slow the game down. 
And and the thing I think about there, Andy, is it is not simply how, how do I stop time from occurring? Because you just that's silly. It's never going to happen. Yeah. You can play a game that's slower, though. You can play a different game than everybody else is playing. I, and I, so I would say what it's not is it is not shortage of time that should worry the advisor that's thinking about how do I make things better. I only have this limited amount of time. I have this limited amount of constructs that I'm in. It, it, what you should be worried about is the tendency for the majority of your time to be spent in low quality ways. So that that is what pivots us yeah. over to what I believe the ten times thinking is. And, and and that's that's really where you can make these these changes. It's it's about it's about changing the way you think. It's it's reinventing yourself. Ten times thinking is about reinventing yourself. Uh, you have to let go of so much of what you've been doing, and not just transact, but actually transform how you think and how you see and how you move. Um, great example of this. And what, and I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get some very tangible to do. Is I just want to dance in this space for a sure. minute with you guys. Um. Wayne Gretzky, he was he was a pretty dang good hockey player. You know, those of you who are not familiar with him, you can go look him up on uh, Wikipedia. He'll he'll show up well there. Um, he had this quote. It says, "I skate to where the puck's going, not where it has been." And if you could see Wayne play versus everybody around him, he was slow. He he played a different game. He slowed the game down yeah. because he was not thinking and seeing and moving like everybody else was. No, no. He had ten x transformational thinking. Um, like Gretzky, Netflix, they weren't saying like Blockbuster, how do we get more people in our stores? How do we get more people yeah. in our stores? They said, why don't we play a different game? Why don't we go? That was yeah. where the puck was, but where's it going? Yeah. Um, are you familiar with Apple computer, Andy? Man. Yeah. My only regret with Apple is every time I bought a product, I should have bought the stock. If you want to get depressed, look that up someday. And yeah. again, we're not recommending you buy Apple stock. That is not no. what this is about. This entertainment. No, I, I'm recommending buy it 20 years ago. That's what I'm yes, 20 years ago. It's a great time. Yeah. Uh, they were on both sides of this because you remember Jobs, he created it and like it went crazy. And then Jobs got fired. Yep. And and then they began to become a transactional company. How do we do more computers that we already have and transact, transact, transact? Instead of saying, how do we transform this to where we're actually not just a computer company. We're we're actually creating a different game we're playing, and yeah, you know, hence iPhones and all the things that we have great right now. Um, but this thought, I would before we jump in, I've got a couple other other touch points on this ten uh, X thinking before I get in the actual tangible. Here's what you go do today. Yeah. Um, but just Justin, thoughts on around this that that you've observed. Yeah, it's kind of kind of funny like you just walked me through like an emotional roller coaster of like getting re-depressed thinking back to like the first half of my career in the business uh, <laughs> just constantly trying to double, double targets and work um and it wasn't just like the same amount of effort achieved double the result it was constantly like a a one for one or even even having to work harder to achieve the same results in the follow-on years like yeah. first year partners helped like some targets are like hey if you want to do one in the industry this is like a good target for your first year Great, you hit it. And they're like, well, in year two, you need to dig double that. Like, okay, like, is there a way to like, am I like building on something? Am I getting like less effort, but I'm getting double? No, no, you need to do double the work now. Like, like, no wonder if you look at our industry, what is it? Maybe 5% of people that started in this industry stay with it permanently. And even of the percentage that does make it, I can tell you, I can look around. There are plenty of them that that's not like, I look at them and I'm like, that's, that's not something I want to emulate. That's not a life right. I want to live. 
That is that is so true. In fact, Annie and I were on a call yesterday with a large group of advisors, and um, I, the best way I could describe a lot of them on there, and this this is about um, how how they can charge for their their advice and how to make that advice valuable enough to charge for it. And one of the one of the things I would just describe them mostly as thirsty. It was yeah. like they they're 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 parched from dr- running through the desert the way it's always been, and 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 this was a like refreshing. There is a different game you can play that mm-hmm. people are still going to buy your products, and and they're still going to manage. You're still going to manage their money, but you also can be in a game that is so helpful and so attractive that they would love to pay to have you on the team, and and then the pace is different, the enjoyment level is different. The outcomes are phenomenally better. Um, so I don't know, Andy, you, you, you work and, and still do with, I mean, a ton of advisors in a bunch of different capacities. What's, what's your observation here? My observation is it's really hard to believe until it happens. And then you sort of question everything. It, it's, uh, I think the challenge of transformational thinking is that um, it goes against our human nature. Uh, I think that our human nature, le- when left alone, right, uh, bends towards comfort, bends towards routine. I mean, physically, our our or the our brains are made up of habits, not thought bubbles, but physically, your brain, it's it's makeup, the tracks in your brain, that your neural pathways exist. Um, this morning, I kid you not, this morning I'm driving to work. And I had this thought, I am so freaking tired of driving the same way to work. So now every day I'm just trying to drive a different way. And my brain, I'm driving and I, and I'm like driving a different route. And my <laughs> brain is like, go over there. Yeah. Go the same. Yeah. And I think that's what's hard is that we want to be really practical here. And so just understand like this is going to be hard, which is why everybody's taking the same route for the most part. Right. Right. You want to think transformationally instead of transactionally. It's A to B, A to B, A to B, A to B. That's where 98% of advisors are thinking. So how can you be part of that 2% that says, you know what? I'm going to do this different and and it can pay off big time for you. You know, Andy, it's, it's funny you bring up the driving. We, we sold our house, uh, uh, well over a year ago and moved pretty close to it just in in, a temporary (laughs) place. And, and for, Three months, at least one of us once a week would drive right past the turn we need to take and go back to the old house, almost getting in there. And go, oh man, I was supposed to, I was supposed to go back That's that way. Great, and it dude. wasn't because we didn't believe we hadn't sold our house. Yeah, it was because we had habit patterns carved into yeah. us for over a decade. Yeah, which is a little bit of what we're messing with here. A lot of times, the reason that this feels hard is exactly as you said. You're overcoming things that you've done one way. Yeah. Every day for a long time. And listen, you're not doing bad. Like most people are the guys we were on the phone with yesterday, they were these they were doing really well. It's just they wanted to do better. And yeah. and doing more of what they're doing wasn't getting them there. Um Dan Sullivan says our eyes can only see, our ears can only hear what our brain is looking for. Mm-hmm. And t- you got to tune that on and keep it on. Um, because the default setting is not that. It's not, it's not to say what well, I need to be looking for. 10x it's 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 2x it's it's how can i do more of what i'm doing if i want better instead of going how do i how do i transform how i'm approaching this um l- last quote from the the book and then i uh i think we should get into like the what's what are the to-dos today mm-hmm. uh, 
This one, again, it's, it's kind of a longer one, so just stick with me. I'll point out some things in it. But it, it's, it's a quote from a, a Dr. Astro Teller. What a, what a first name, Astro. Um, Astro Teller, he's, his title is Captain of Moonshots, and he's the CEO of X. And so he says this, when you shoot for 10% better, you're in a smartness contest. You're, you're putting all your people in a smartness contest with everyone else in the world. They are not going to win. It doesn't matter how much money you give them. If you shoot for 10 times bigger instead of 10% bigger, it's almost never 100 times harder. And the payoff is 100 times. So you already know that you're going to have a better rate of return on your investment. But sometimes it's literally easier. And the reason is because, and this, this is the point I kind of highlighted, that perspective shift is always cheaper relative to being smarter than everyone around you. Uh, Andy, I remember coming into this business, I think I told you many years ago, and my, me and my friend Chris had had plenty of people around us that were much smarter. I'm sorry, Chris, if you're listening, we had smarter people than us in the room. There's zero question about it. But what they didn't do is continually shift their perspective. They didn't transform the way they were thinking about the approach mm-hmm. to this business. Yeah. And so we were by default playing a different game every single month that we got different, we, that we evolved in this business. Yeah. As a result, he and I are silly only two hanging out in this business and they've done, you know, pretty dang well. So thought, yeah. thoughts on that before we move on to the to do's guys. What's funny is I think about one of my favorite receivers. I grew up in Indianapolis. So one of my favorite receivers was Marvin Harrison. And one of the things that Marvin Harrison was really good at was not getting hit. And so, um, guess what happens when you don't get hit? You, last longer. And I remember watching him and people would give him all kinds of crap because they're like, oh, he's a wuss. And, da, da, da. and right before someone was just going to come just clobber him, instead of going for like two extra yards, he would just kind of fold into a pile and go into protection. Uh, but you know what? Then he would stand up and his brain would work and he'd go and he'd go another play. And my my the reason I thought of him is for years and years and years, it was like, just go the extra yard, extra yard. Yeah, great. And then your career is cut in half. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm going to do something different. Like whenever I'm about to get hit, I'm going to try not to get hit. Yeah. And then, and it's like, oh, why, but why do they do that? Um, I was watching something the other day about the percentage of basketball players that shoot, um, uh, a free throw over, over, like overhand, like normal is virtually 99.99999%. But there was this guy in the NBA for a while and he shot like 95% free throws, but he did it underhand. And he was like, why did he do it? Cause it worked. What about yeah. people laugh at you? I don't care. The ball wasn't hooped. I get a point, right? Uh, so it's it is it is a challenge, and it requires stopping. We're the only species that thinks about our thinking. You have to stop and think about how you're thinking, and you have to start to think transformationally. And I think that's the biggest challenge: is to get off the train track of life, stop, and say, "I'm going to look at my thinking. I'm going to consider my thinking, and then make changes." And it's just hard for people. Yeah, Justin, what is it you used to say when you were you were training uh, MMA fighters that when they t- start talking about, I really want to get a tough chin? And uh, yeah, yeah, well, it was with Tim when he was talking about it. He's we were watching a fight and the guy was was taking a beating, but he was still standing. He was taking a beating. He was not winning, but he was still standing. And everybody's just talking about like, oh man, he's such a tough fighter. And Tim was like, man, it's not a title I ever want to earn. I'm like. Like for a second, I'm like, okay, tell me more. And he's like, yeah, because to be labeled a tough fighter, that means you just got to take a beating and keep on going with yep. it. Like you have to be the guy that keeps doing it. He's like, I'd rather just win. 
And like, yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather play a game where I don't get hit a lot, right? It's a result, right? This win, like that, that's a much better approach than without it take the Absolutely. beating. Absolutely. But I would say this, and this is, I don't want to discourage people. I want to encourage, well, I want people to recognize the, 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 the hamster wheel they're on. But a lot of people are listening to this and, and, and I understand to some degree your leadership and those around you are just saying, do more of that. But if more of that is just going to get you average or maybe a little above average, like maybe don't do more of that. Maybe do something different, right? And I, and I hope that we're practical in our in our applications here in the, in the last few minutes uh, about that. If you the reason the that the mo- most people are in the middle is because they're almost all doing the same thing. If you want to get out of the middle, if you want to get out of average, you got to do things different. And the first way to do things different is to start to think differently. So, yes. Wes, as we wrap it up, what are the practical things? Yeah, practical things. There's some really some good questions, Andy, and then I'm going to give you some places to go. But um, I, I really think you got to ask yourself, what do you, what do, you, where do you believe the puck's going in our industry? Is it more of what you're already doing, or is it maybe a different approach? And and are you are you going to just try and transact more with what you've already been? Uh, proficient at and, and maybe comfortable at and, and created a, a, a fine life with. And uh, again, if you don't have the aspiration to, to go further, that's okay. I'm not, t- I'm not trying to create that. I'm just letting you know, if you do, and I think most people listening today do have a desire to want to make things better and better probably includes your practice, meaning being different um, and, and, and possibly I'm hoping getting paid for your advice and, and having advice worth paying for um, and still do the other stuff that all that stuff's great. Ask yourself, do you, do you think that's where the puck's going? And, and if not, decide where you think it is going because it's going somewhere and skate there. Um, the other questions, and this is direct from the book. Uh, so I would, one, go get the book. That's a, that's a takeaway. Read it. Um, what were Because all of you are likely in this bit. You made some 10x jumps from where you started somewhere in life. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it was, but what were some 10x jumps that took place in your life so far? Because sometimes you got to really get comfortable with your past to be able to move into the present and, and then move forward into the future. And then think about this. What did you have to do to do it? I mean, I, I remember leaving when I was an electrician, um, leaving a very nice you know, salary that uh, I was comfortable with. I knew I could sustain it and do it for a long time. I didn't hate the job. You know, it wasn't, wasn't terrible. But it, also, I wanted a bigger future than what that was possible to create. Yeah, yeah. And – and to, 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 to make a 10 X jump, what did I have to do? I had to, I had to transform what I was doing to a completely different career, which is, which is this one and um, certainly risks and, and all kinds of things. But we eventually did make more than 10 times what, what that, that was first jump. So in light of that, what, what were yours? Where were your jumps and, and what, what, what things had to happen in order to do it? Then, then the last one is in, in light of what you, what you want 10 X to look like in the future. Um, write that out, like like actually put a narrative w- with it. And of course, again, this is this is a little different from when we talk about having an exciting vision, which this is a vision, but it's just different. That we usually say, "Hey, do a three year vision." And this one, I don't want you to put a time limit on. I just want you to write out what does ten x look like from where you are right now, um, in all areas of your life that you care about. Uh, it's not all monetary. I mean, frankly, you have to have freedom of money to get freedom of time. So money, if you're, you know, not making anywhere near what you need to have some freedom of time and autonomy and things like that, that's, that's probably something that you're going to want to have on your list. But 
Mm-hmm. Rally is put, put it out there and really say, what does 10X look like from right now? Because what it's going to do is it can cause your brain to start looking for, finding, and actually pursuing different things than you would if you don't have this living in there. Um, those, those are it. Those are the questions. And then I would say uh, we always love to have you in the Transform Learning Series. We spend 11 weeks on this in that and this type of thinking, but we get really granular on how to charge for, um, for, for your advice, how to have advice worth charging for and do all the other stuff that you're doing right now that I know in the financial community has, has been a part of us. So I'd love to have you there. Um, and you can go to westyounglive.com for that and check out all the stuff that we have there, including the transform learning series. Wes, I appreciate that. And I do want to have folks go there and check that out again, westyounglive.com and Again, our desire is to be really practical, uh, obviously to inspire and, and, and to affect change in your life and, and the life of those who you serve. Um, and I'm going to encourage you something really, really practical, which is, um, you, you, you have a calendar that you follow that, that a, a meeting will pop up and you'll go, Oh, I, I forgot I have that meeting. It, it will tell you how to live essentially because you won't remember stuff. Right. And so my, my, I cannot make you do this because you start free will. But if I could, I would make you do this. Schedule a time to listen to this episode again. You can listen to it at one and a half speed if you need to or two or whatever to get through it faster if you need to. But schedule a time in the next two days to listen to this again and then schedule time beyond that to think about what does transformation, what kind of transformation do I want in my life? Um, you will not regret spending the time to do that. Uh, and so, Wes, uh, Justin, thank you for leading us uh, in that thinking, in that conversation. Uh, and as always, I appreciate having you here. Thanks, Andy.